Recently, I had a telephone conversation with a longtime Baptist. We had been in high school together. I am 86 right now. She's at least my age or even older. I was very discouraged when the phone call ended. So much evil of the times was spoken of, and I kept saying, when you see the evil, speak the word of God. And she kept saying, they won't do it. And I kept saying, I will speak it anyway. There were other things which greatly discouraged me. It was extremely hard for me to overcome this. I kept crying out to God for help, but it was very, very difficult. I know that there are people listening to this podcast who think they can be around church people who have kind of given up and not be affected. I am greatly affected by church people. She kept saying, well, we have to love them. And I said, I do love them but I'm not going to go to a barbecue with a homosexual or lesbian and sit by them at a barbecue. That seemed to reach her. This doctrine of love them. Love the commandments of God. Love the scriptures. Live godly lives in Christ Jesus. I know I have a love for people who are doing sins, but I don't go out with them. Friendship with the world is enmity with God, and whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God, says James, James 4.4. You can't go out and have dinner with them. When they have cast aside scripture and are living in an ungodly way, if you go out and have dinner with them, you are showing a sign of approval of their sin. To them, you're approving it, and to the people who see you, you're approving it. I can't do that. Second John, start at verse 8. It has only one chapter in it. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, 
and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. Don't wish him well. For he that biddeth him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. You have to be very careful about saying, well, I hope this goes well, or good luck in your work today, or have a good day. I don't say any of those things unless I know that person follows the Word of God and tries to do the Scriptures. But when I have given them scriptures about sins which they are likely committing and all the evidence is that they are doing these sins, when I give them scripture and they fail to receive the scripture and ignore it and go on in their own ways, I can't wish them well. Because if I do, John says, I'll be a partaker of their evil deeds. Second John, verse 8 through 11. I'm a Christian, and as a Christian, my delight is in the Word of God. For I know it's salvation to us. It's like big signpost on the highway that says, do not enter because traffic is coming straight toward you and will destroy you if you go this way. That's what scripture is to me. And the worst thing for me is to see another person who says he's a Christian has a long-time background in attending church and at the end of his or her life is going in ways of destruction and even approving sinners in the sin without repentance. Churches do that all the time because they want to make people feel good about themselves. They want to make them happy. But if they're sinning, the only thing that's going to work is giving up the sin, acknowledging that we can't go that way anymore, turning from it, going according to the Bible. That brings true joy and true happiness In the end, there are going to be so many people from churches who tried to do the doctrine of their churches because it suited them, but it went against the Word of God. They tried to love sinners and invite them into their homes and show a love for the sinner in the sin. I I just can't see this at all. The Bible shows me to avoid them when they are doing sins, and I know they're doing sins and they have not repented. Do you know 1 Corinthians 5, 
Paul tells us what we are to do if a brother in Christ is a fornicator or a drunkard or an extortioner, and many ministers are extortioners. Paul tells us these wicked people, and he calls them wicked, will come into the church and do these things. It is a terrible grief when you experience this. I attended a church called Word of Faith in the late 70s. Our teacher was a man who had been divorced. He had one child and had not remarried. Unknown to us, he was committing fornication. At the time, he taught our Bible class. He kept the woman secret from the church. I owned a business at that time, and two doors down from my business, American Indian Arts business, there was a coffee shop. I would go there and buy coffee beans. I became well acquainted with the owner of the coffee shop. One day, the name of the teacher of our Bible class came up, and she said, oh, He is such a terrible influence to my boyfriend. And she began talking about his girlfriend. None of us knew he had a girlfriend. I went to him and I said, what is this that I hear about your girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? He said, yes. None of us has ever seen her or heard of her. He picked her up, or she picked him up, at the bar, for he had been going to this bar. And sometimes he would even call me from the bar because I heard the pinball machines in the background. I tried to turn him away from going to the bars this way. I said, before you go out to the bar, just sit down and write, a short teaching and send it to me. He did that for about six days and then stopped. And he told me, I was losing my desire to go to the bar when I sent you those teachings. At the bar, women were picking him up. He was picking up women, unknown to me, certainly, and unknown to the church. This is our Bible teacher. I went to him after I heard about this girlfriend. He was extremely evasive. And I said, are you having sexual intercourse with this woman? And he said, of course. That's the tone of voice he spoke in. I said, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. Because of this, I can have no further communication with you. I can't come to your Bible classes. I can't go to dinner with you. I can't go to church with you. His reply was, that's right. 
We both knew 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul says it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from you. Now being puffed up is saying, I can't believe he did this, rather than mourning because he did this. Verse 3, For I verily is absent in the body, but present in spirit, says Paul, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. I believe we deliver them to Satan when we separate from that evildoer and will not eat or drink with him and will not participate in anything with him and we avoid him. I believe that separates him to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote unto you, in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or with extortioners, or with idolaters, for then ye must needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such an one, know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them that are without? Meaning, we don't judge the world. We know they're going to do these things. But it's the one who's the brother in Christ that we are supposed to deal with. Paul says, Do not ye judge them that are within, those within the church who are committing sins? You're supposed to deal with them. Them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. You are going to be terribly 
judged by God as a Christian. If you try to ignore the sin in the church without addressing it, without going directly to that person and establishing that that is in truth what he or she is doing. And once the evil is established, as it was in this case, you must separate yourself from that person. And that's what I did. It's a terrible grief to have to do that, but you're in for a worse grief if you don't do it. I was building a house in Clovis, New Mexico, USA. The man who did the concrete work was a deacon in a Baptist church. One day we were meeting to talk about the concrete job that was currently being done. He began talking to me about, we need sex. God knows we need sex. And he propositioned me to have sex with him. I knew his wife. I knew his children. And he's a deacon in the Baptist church. I got up, got my Bible, came back and read the following scripture aloud to this man. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor covetous, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now starting at verse 15, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot, a prostitute? God forbid. What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot, a prostitute, is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. At the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh. Verse 18, Paul says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Fornication is a sin different from other sins. Paul is telling us. Verse 19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Verse 20. 
After I read that aloud to him, he got up immediately without a word, as I remember it, and left my house, and I never saw him again. But I knew some other people from that church group, and they said he propositioned many of the women who came to that church group. And they put up with it. They knew about it. People knew about it inside the church, and they put up with it. Oh, this is a really terrible thing. If you know someone is doing this type of thing and they are a brother in Christ, you have to go to them and establish, are you really doing this? And if so, show them from 1 Corinthians 5 that you cannot keep company with them in any way. Otherwise, you will suffer loss if you just gossip about them. How is that not evil? Deal with it. You may not be able to put that person out of the church group, but you can leave the church group and not have anything to do with that person. Are you holy or not? Am I holy or not? These great evils are certainly going on in the churches. I have experienced a great many encounters with church-going men who say that Jesus is Lord, who have propositioned me to have sex with them. There was one of them from our own church who said he was a prophet. We went to a church meeting together, and after the meeting, we came back to my apartment, and I asked him if he would like to come in for coffee, and he said he would. We went in my apartment. I was in the kitchen making coffee. When I came out of the kitchen, he was standing in my living room totally naked. He grabbed me and tried to rape me. I managed to get my car keys and fled, leaving my apartment unlocked, caring for nothing but to get away from him. I went out to my car and stayed in my car until I saw him leave my apartment and get into his car and drive away. And then I ran back into my apartment and locked the door. This is so evil. I really didn't confront him with 1 Corinthians 5. I didn't keep company with him anymore. He really wasn't interested in me anyway. There was another woman at the church that he was pursuing. Out of ignorance, I did not confront him. I should have. But I did confront the Bible teacher. I did confront the deacon in the Baptist church. What about the young women who are 15, 16 and don't know any better? They know it's wrong, 
But this is a deacon in the church, a leader. And this other man was a Bible teacher. And the third one said he was a prophet. We who are more adult and know the truth must deal with them. And I have ever since one point in time. We live in very evil times, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I know that because I see what they're doing on television shows, and often I can't watch them. And I see the themes and what people like today. In the 1940s, they did these things in secret. Today, they do them openly. They have a right, they say, to be homosexual lesbian, to get an abortion, to have sex outside of marriage. They're desecrating marriages. I said to a woman the other day, I just really can't even be happy concerning a wedding because I know most likely the bride is already having sex with the groom. How can you rejoice in a situation like that? But we have to endure. And many will be swept away because of the sin. You have to hold on to God, to the scriptures, to your faith in God, knowing that Jesus will return and take us out who hold on and overcome. But until that time, we have to fight to keep our faith in God. We have to fight and hold on and crawl out of the pit inch by inch that was dug for me the other day when I talked to a longtime Baptist who was just saying it does no good to tell them the truth. I was devastated. I fought her and said, I'm going to speak the scriptures. If I encounter someone, especially if they attend church, but they are committing homosexual acts or lesbian acts, and the woman in our neighborhood who is apparently a lesbian attends a Catholic church and would call herself, I assume, she calls herself a Christian. I assume Catholics do that. I don't know whether they do or not, but I think they would. One man that I know who is most likely homosexual was raised in the Baptist church. It is so hard to see things like this and to know these things. Why do I tell them to you? Wake up, it's happening. And how to deal with it. Establish if they're really committing this sin. And if they are, give them a scripture and tell them you cannot keep company with them anymore. That's the road we have to take. You can't keep going to dinners with them and approving them by your presence. 
Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.